0: Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of Lifehouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you. For the glory of God, and for the purposes God has called you, enjoy this message.
1: I'm happy you're here this morning. We want to welcome everybody through YouTube, through Facebook Live. I want to welcome all our campuses, Coachella Valley, Huasco, Delano, and soon to be here in Brundridge. We are so happy that you're here this morning, LifeHouse. My name is George Garza, I'm one of the pastors here. And I don't know, but I've been coming regular over here, I don't know why, I don't know why they invite me back. (laughs) But I'm happy to be here amongst my family, which are you people. We are family, and what God is doing here at LifeHouse, we are so grateful. Pastor Saul sends his uh, regards. He's in Guatemala, and he is looking forward to being here next Sunday, and uh, we miss him. So uh, my name is George Garza. Like I said, I'm from I'm the pastor of uh, the Coachella Valley campus, and God is doing some great things over there in Coachella Valley. So we love you here at Lifehouse. You're our family. God is doing some incredible things with, new, with this series for nine weeks. We, we're going to end our series, now what? And I've entitled this message, Fulfill Your Purpose. If you got your handouts, if you can take them out. We're going to be taking some notes this morning. And where God speaks to you, write it down. Write it down where God speaks to you. Let me tell you something. Fulfill your purpose. Have you ever been stopped at a stoplight? And all of a sudden, the light turns green. And the person in front of you is looking at his phone or her phone. And you don't know what to do. You're about to go beep. And you want to honk at that person, but something inside of you says no. All of a sudden, she's taking or he's taking too long. You're getting impatient. and But the light is green. Come on. Let me tell you something this morning. God is telling you this morning, beep, beep. beep. The light is green beep. for you to live with purpose. This is your day. Beep. For nine weeks, God has spoken to you in a powerful way. We end this series with a powerful message that says, live, fulfill your calling. Let me tell you something, so much, we have so much evil hate division in our marriages, in our families, in our government. We have racism, we have divorce, we have wars. Everyone is listening is looking for hope, and I believe the only one who can change the heart of man is Jesus. Who believes that this morning? Give the Lord a clap offering. Yeah. I'm going to warn you that the verses that we're gonna get into this morning are a little bit insultive, they maybe could insult you, they go against our culture. They're not popular and the reason we choose this series is to let you know that, that, that this is our time to live our purpose and the light is green to change your world for, for so much darkness and hatred that we live in. Matthew 5 is, is known for, for the Sermon on the Mount but the, and the Beatitudes, but, but Jesus spoke one of the greatest sermons on how the kingdom looks like and he wants you to get it with the understanding, with the attitude, this is how purpose looks like. This is the attitude that you need to have if you're going to live with purpose. He wanted to take the people to the next level through all of uh, of those green lights. This is the attitude you must have if you're going to change the world and live with purpose. Matthew 5, 1 through 12, he says, Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountaintops and sat down. His disciples came to him. And he began to teach them. He said, number two, verse 3, which is the key verse, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed is the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. 12 says rejoice and be glad. Because great is your reward in heaven when you live these attitudes, this mentality for the same way that they persecuted the prophets that were were persecuted you before you. If you're going to live out your purpose in this world, write this down. Be attitudes attitudes. This is the attitude that you need to have. The attitude of living with purpose. All of these go against our nature and our world, and you will need to let the Holy Spirit do a work in your life because it doesn't come by, by our nature. I believe that Jesus came to this world not, not only to show us these attitudes, but to live them out. He never would said worship them, he said live them. Live these attitudes. Live, let him live inside of you, that you will be transformed in the image of God. That life house, that our church would live out the kindness, the love, the humility, the mercy, the grace of Jesus. Write this down. These statements reveal where true happiness can be found. All these statements, verses 1 through 12, it reads where true happiness can be found. All nine statements start with the word Blessed. Let me tell you something, the word blessed in Greek is not, I got a lot of material. I got houses, I got cars, I got money. That's not, that's not the blessing it's talking about. The word blessed in Greek it stands for macarius. It, it, it does not mean blessed with material things. It's not, it's not being happy either. Blessed means it's, it's an internal joy that the world cannot give you. It's an internal, it's an inside job. The religion world says do this and do that and you gotta do this, do, do, do. The relationship with Christ world says Jesus has already done it on the cross. You don't need to do this. I wanna do it, I don't have to do it. For all those men that your wife dragged you over here and said I'm gonna make you a good lunch if you go to church, you're gonna eat really good this afternoon. For all those men that says, hey, we're gonna go look at a handsome preacher, that's me. <laughs> I don't have to be here. I want to be here. There's a difference between religion and relationship. I want to be here. Some of us don't want to be here. We make it a religious habit to come to church. God says you have to want to. How do I get to the point where I want to come? I stayed up late last night, Pastor, and I'm going to sleep. Tell me something else I don't know. Jesus loves you. And he wants you to want to be here. This is not a religious thing. This is a relationship thing that we do with him. It's an internal joy that we have. It's happiness. You're happy, let me tell you something, it's not a material thing, it's, 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 it's an internal thing. When you're happy, that happy means that your circumstances are right. The sun is shining, you're happy. It's cloudy, you're not. This will drive you crazy, if, the crazy way to live, it feeds off of your emotions. Happy feeds off your emotion. My team wins one weekend and loses the next weekend. I'm not happy. It's your emotions, you're happy in the moment. As soon as bad news comes, you're not. Your happiness comes and goes with the circumstances, but not the people of God. We have something so deep inside of us that regardless of our circumstances, we have the internal joy. And that changes the world. If you can get to the place where, 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 where you're, you're that type of person that nothing can take your joy away. Write this down. These statements show the potential of what can be ours. These statements can show the potential what can be ours. So many people stop in salvation. I am saved. I accepted Jesus in my life. But I stopped there in salvation. I come to church, I give a little bit of offering, and I go back home the same. This morning, God doesn't want you to live that way. This morning, God wants to pull you out of salvation. And say, yeah, you're going to heaven. But you're going to get there Broke. Why? Because when you get there, God wants, he's going to judge all of us. He wants to know, did you share your purpose in the world that you lived in? I thought all I had to do is accept Jesus. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. There is no condemnation. But while you live here, Jesus becomes a fruit inspector. You got to have some fruit, baby. It's almost like when you're married to a woman, she wants to see that, hey, I'm not only going to be romantic when I'm dating you, I'm going to be romantic after I marry you. So I didn't, I didn't date my wife to marry her, I'm married to date her. I don't know if you guys understood that one. I'm going to continue dating my wife, being romantic, throwing some wood in the fire. I'm going to continue to invest in my marriage. That's exactly what God wants you to understand. That every bad thing that's happened in your life he wants to use it for, your, for, for his purpose. Yeah. That every bad decision, that every ugly, the ugliest day of your life is the best day of your life. Because he turns all the bad stuff into good stuff. He turns it around. Everything that Satan throws at you, God uses it for your purpose. You got to understand what your purpose is. And when you understand that, too many people are going to heaven but are not not understanding that there's more to God. I want to be blessed. People ask, "What does God want of me?" It shouldn't be that you should be asking. I want more of God. I will not stay in salvation. I'm not going to tiptoe my way to heaven. Repeat after me: Before I die, I will fulfill my purpose in this world. Before I die, I will fulfill my purpose in this world. I believe there's potential in this message. If you can catch the secret of living in the blessed life, when you understand why the blessed is unique, you write this down. Number two, I embrace your call. You might be sitting here thinking, well, the, the call of what? The call of your life. Well, that, that, that call is only for pastors and missionaries. Time out. Like my mom used to say, no senorito. Your call is important. Well, what's my call? Everything God has deposited in your life, he wants to use. Never believe the lie that the worst day of your life is wasted. Never believe the lie that everything that's happened to you, will take you'll take it to the grave. It's coming out. Jesus is going to shine through you. Write this down. Even if he didn't bring it to you, he will use it through you. Even if he didn't bring it to you, what doesn't come from God is used by God. There's a lot of stuff that didn't come from God, that the bad decisions that you made, they don't come from God. But God turns it around for the good. Matter of fact, it, that, that negative thought of hurting somebody, of, of getting vengeance on that, on that cousin, on that ex wife, on that ex husband, all that ugly stuff that nobody wants to talk about, that's not from God. But he uses all that to break your heart so you could talk about it and say that used to be me. Everybody say that used to be me. That ain't me no more. That used to be me. That ain't me no more. I want to shine. I want my story to be a story of blessing. Your story and your testimony is explosive. Your, your comeback is powerful. Why? Because you give life to everyone that wants to give up. So just because you embraced your call, look at what Jesus says in Matthew five thirteen and 14. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Jesus says this morning, look what your impact and your influence look like. When you embrace your calling and live your life with purpose, you make a difference. Let me tell you something, salt, salt preserves food. It, gives, it makes a taste. Your story gives life to people. You're the only one that can tell it. If there's one thing that Satan fights against you every day, is that you will not tell your story. He wants you to die in your shame. He wants you to carry your hurt the rest of your life till, the, till you die. If there's one thing that God is going to tell you this morning is that don't be ashamed of your story. The worst day of your life is the best day of your life. That pain in your marriage, that pain in being sexually abused, that pain in divorce... That pain that nobody, you think that nobody understands. God wants you to shine through the worst moments of your life. Jesus did it on the cross. And he resurrected on Sunday. He turned his pain into purpose. Never let Satan drown out your pain. A lot of people believe in God, that there's a God. They go to church, but they haven't busted out with their story. God wants you to shine through your story, which becomes your purpose in life. Are you hearing me this morning? God wants you to shine. Don't be a Christian in the closet. Your faith must go public. That's why in in, in Easter, April 17th, we're going to have baptisms here. God has been knocking at your heart to get baptized, and you say, but I'm not ready. What what else do you need? We're going to have shorts here. We're going to have towels We're going to have everything you need. But I'm not ready. What do you need to get ready? Well, I thought thought baptism was salvation. It's not salvation. Baptism is when you put the wedding ring on with Jesus. And you're telling the whole world, I am not ashamed of what Jesus has done in my life. And I want to let the whole world know that I want to get baptized. October 17th, you can sign up in the back. Go public. Do not be a closet Christian and not wanna share your story. You got a story that's explosive, that will blow the socks off of anybody. And Satan knows that. Ben, listen to me this morning. He wants to keep your mouth shut. He wants you to feel shame. He wants you to feel terrible about how you lived and how you're living. He wants you to feel terrible about your decision that you're a terrible father, a terrible husband, that you, it's hard to have a relationship with you. That's exactly what Satan wants to make you feel. This morning, God says your story is explosive, and your story is all you got, and your story is your purpose, because your story will give life to another man. Your story will give hope to a man that's maybe drowning in his sorrow right now. Your story is powerful. Go public, share your story, help people, let people see Jesus through you. The reality is is that not many embrace their calling. Why write this down? We will never depend on something we don't think we need. As soon as you walk out of those doors, we forget that we need Jesus today more than we ever needed him before. You still depend on yourself for everything. And that's why Matthew 5.3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in spirit means I depend on God for everything. I can't make it on my own. The poor in spirit, that's what it means. I need God right now more than he needs me. I need i need God. The poor in spirit know that, they, that there's situations in your life that you have no control over. So I want you to go to the local car wash. And when you get there, the first thing they tell you is put it on neutral and take your hands off the wheel. You control freaks this morning. I'm going right at your wheelhouse. You want to control your husband. You want to control your wife, your kids. It's time you take your freaking hands off the wheel. God wants to let you know that the Holy Spirit is in control, and everything that you've tried to control has blown up in your face, because you don't let the Holy Spirit control you. You've tried to do the work of God. God says, get out of my way. I am the only one that can change the heart of man. I cause things to happen so that man's heart can change. So pray for him. God only hears your knee-mail, not your email, baby. So keep on using the knee-mail. And as you use that knee-mail, he'll start changing. I don't, know if you're, I don't know if you understand me this morning. God wants to know if you can commit to your calling. Start with serving on the weekend, giving food out, building a casino, open a life group, take the youth group on a mission trip, share your story. These are the blessed people in Matthew 5. If you're not living your purpose, you are saved, but not relying totally on God. And I want to show you how you can. Write this down. Point number three, live on purpose passionately. Write that down. Live on purpose passionately. How do I do that? So as you came in, they gave you this little, these little wristbands. It says, go on purpose. This is to show you that, that, that this, these nine weeks and that this morning is not in vain. I'm going to live my life on purpose. I'm going to share my story at work. I'm going to share my story in my life group. I'm going to share my story with my family. I'm to, I am not going to be ashamed. Jesus walks into the room after he was resurrected with doubting Thomas. And the first thing he shows them, this is me, Thomas. I have nothing to hide. I'm here to convince you that you have nothing to hide. That Jesus has forgiven your past that Jesus is forgiving your present, and that Jesus will forgive your future. You're forgiven! The more you mess up, the more he loves you. And you're with me this morning. Jesus is with you so you can live a life with passion. Nobody knows your story better than yourself. It's totally the opposite of the the world's passion. It's the passion that Jesus showed before he went to the cross. John 12, 27 reads, now my soul is deeply troubled before he went to the cross. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some some thought it was a thunder while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Let me tell you something. Jesus' purpose has always been humanity. Your purpose, my purpose is humanity. I know you've been hurt and run over by people, but you can't stay there. Because the same mouth that says in Job, the same mouth that condemned you and hurt you, is the same mouth that will ask for forgiveness and heal you. People are your worst enemy, but people are your greatest need. You're sitting here, some of you are sitting here and you're living for the dead. Your mom and dad died years ago, but you still wanna please them, baby. They're not around anymore. Can't please them anymore. Live for Jesus. Share your story. Live with purpose. God wants that. Impact humanity. That's why he sac- Jesus sacrificed his life for our purpose. God makes us uncomfortable until we, we step out to fulfill our purpose. Now you understand why things are happening in your life. God is stirring something, man. He's stirring something inside of you because he wants to pull purpose out. And sometimes the only way he can pull out purpose is with pain nothing like failure to bring out purpose in a man where before you had no problems everything was fine and dandy you and and you thought you were perfect and life was smooth people ask you how you doing you would say better than ever all of a sudden when you got that little pain that big that little problem that you don't want to tell nobody and that pain is causing something inside of you either you become bitter or you become better you decide the same water that boils that boils the egg and makes the shell harder, the same water that makes the potato soft. Who are you? Are you the egg or are you the potato? Are you becoming bitter or better? Because every situation is meant so your pain can be turned into purpose. That's what it's made for. Don't ever think that your pain stays pain and becomes bitter. It needs to be turned around. It needs to be funneled back. Whatever Satan sends you, God turns it around for the God. Let me tell you that. He always does. He always does. So let me tell you something this morning. Unless you understand how bad our human nature is, we let ourselves off the hook so easy. We're always letting ourselves off the hook. I'm not so bad. And then you go to funerals and you hear you hear it more. He was a good person. Let me tell you something. Good people don't go to heaven. I don't care how good he was. I have no right to send him to heaven if he was a good person. Only people that know Jesus go to heaven. If you think that you bond to funerals and you, it's okay to say it. Bring all the flowers you want, baby but he was a good person, really. But did he know Jesus? No, he didn't. I'm sorry. We can take care of that this morning. we good people except Christ. Then we'll see him in heaven. Well, then we'll see him in heaven, but we cannot soothe our sin and believe we are easy on the sin that prevents us from living our purpose. In other words, we defend our sin. And we are blinded to it. So let me show you: you're not as good as you think. This morning, if you're ever going to appreciate the cross of Christ, you have to see how bad our sin is. But, he, but my father-in-law is a great person. Asleep, he's a great person. My mother-in-law is a godly woman. Asleep, she's a godly woman. There is no good in none of us. Jeremiah says, "A heart is deceitful." We are destitute. We are helpless. You get the kingdom of God. These are convicting verses. But look what Jesus says to the church of Laodicea. Jesus speaks through John, who writes the book of Revelation, and he, and he speaks to seven churches. And maybe he's speaking to Life House this morning. Revelations three fifteen and seventeen. I know your deeds. He tells Life House this morning. I know your deeds. I know you have, uh, you have given out food and food drives, and, you, and you've given out toys and toy drives, but, but, but you're, not, you're neither cold nor hot. Ooh. Ooh. Don't be in the fence where you have one foot in church and another foot in the man you, you used to be. I wish you were either one or the other so because you are lukewarm, lukewarm is an attitude thinking, I'm okay. I'll get away with, with, with when I were at church a week. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. But you're stuck on salvation. There's no growth in you. You haven't shared your testimony. You don't want to share your testimony. And the enemy is eating you up with that. He says, neither hot nor cold I'm about to spit you out of my mouth," he says. 17 says this, but you say, "You say, I am rich. I'm going to heaven. I have acquired wealth and do not need things." But Jesus says, "But you do not realize." Jesus is telling you this morning and telling me this morning, but you don't. You, you do not realize that you are wretched, that you are pitiful, that you are poor, that you are blind. That you're naked. You don't realize that. But, Pastor, look at the way I'm dressed. I wear suits. I pay my taxes. I pay my tithes. I, I do all of this. Jesus is not shy. I want you to understand how wretched and pitiful and poor and blind and naked we are without Jesus. We are all those things without Jesus. If you ever get to the place, I don't have anything that doesn't come from Jesus. That's poor in spirit. Everything I need comes from him. I I, don't, I I. cannot get them from myself. Blessed, you will be the happiest person. I want to talk to the person that's stuck on salvation. That I'm saved, that I'm going to heaven, but I'm not living my purpose. I guarantee you if half this church shared their purpose and their story to people out here on Bakersfield, this church will be three times full. Is people would listen to your story and say, how did you survive, how did you come out of that one? How did you come out of that car accident? How did you come out of that coma? How did you come out of that COVID? How did you come out of that divorce? How did you come out of that situation with your son, your daughter out of the abuse, out of the drugs, out of the alcohol? How did you come out of it? Write this down, without Jesus, I'm trying to find or create my own life. Without Jesus, I'm useless. Jesus already put purpose inside of you. He puts purpose inside of you so you could go look for it. To come to find my purpose was found in Jesus. Because of Jesus, I have the ability to know who I am and why I'm here. Don't stay stuck on salvation. Live your purpose. Write this down. Without Jesus, I will live, you will live your life for temporary happiness. How many of us live for the weekend? How many of us live for quinceañeras and parties? The worst thing you could be thinking in your mind right now, the only reason I'm here is because it's not football season. The only reason I'm here is because the Dodgers ain't playing. The only reason I'm here and I'm not at the lake is because my boat don't work. how naked how bad we are life is short live it well tomorrow's not promised we need the strength to handle success why? because let me tell you something failure is way easier than success when you fail everybody prays for you but when you win, nobody congratulates you. Brokenness attracts brokenness. The last two years have been you, you've been beaten. you've been bruised, you've been bloodied, but it's caused purpose in us. Without purpose, we are poor. Without your story, you're poor. You have nothing to talk about. Your story is powerful. It's explosive. Because of Jesus, I have joy to live a life that glorifies God and impacts others. And look what John 15:8 says, this is, this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit. Here, here's a fruit, inspector. That you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I have told you this so that you, my, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Why would Jesus say when you bear much fruit, joy is in you? Because your purpose is so much greater than your past. Your purpose is greater than your past. Write this down. You will never find joy until you live a life of purpose that impacts others. There's nothing like sharing your story. Knowing that the person is listening to you is going through the same thing that you went through. And come to find out when you walk away, this is what you had in mind when I went through the worst moment of my life. What do I do with this message? The happiest people are the ones that say, I need Jesus. That is the poor in spirit. That's the attitude that I must have. I am poor in spirit. I'm about to finish, but listen to this. True breakthrough takes place when you say, I've been hurting myself. True breakthrough takes place when you say, I've been hurting myself. And this morning, Lord, I want to come clean. I have been my worst enemy, holding back my story, holding back my purpose, not wanting nobody to know what's going on inside of me is from Satan. He wants to isolate me. He wants to ruin my thoughts. And he wants to let me know that I'm a terrible father. I'm a terrible husband. I'm a terrible person for what I have done. Oh baby, but let me tell you something. 2,000 years ago, love and death got in the ring. And they started boxing. And death put a hurt on love. And that Friday afternoon, death threw a big punch on on love. So bad that he thought he killed it. Saturday morning, death threw a party all day. One of those parties. Have you been to those crazy parties? In Spanish it's called, Si sabe como me pongo, pa que me invitan, hombre. Sunday morning, love resurrected and says, I have got the keys to death. 1 Corinthians 15, 55, oh death, oh death, where is your sting? You're just making a noise, death, because Jesus resurrected, I will resurrect. This morning, he wants to resurrect your story. And he wants to give it purpose. And he's telling you, Varun man, he's telling you this morning, be man enough to share your story. Tell it to your son and your daughter. Give them life. This is your time. I wanna go deeper. I'm I'm gonna finish already, I promise I am. I'm not gonna be like Pastor Saul, he finishes four or five times. Sorry, Saul. I may not get invited back. We are raising a generation of wasted pain. That the only way that I can calm my pain down is by numbing it. We have raised a generation of I'm getting a license to smoke marijuana and cannabis. I've had young men come to me and tell me, Pastor, I can't handle my mom and my dad, they fight every day. I need something to calm me down to numb my pain. I've had young women come to me and tell me, pastor, I'm taking these drugs to sleep. I have a situation that I can't handle. Let me tell you something this morning. There is no substitute for Jesus. There is no substitute for the presence of Jesus in my heart. You don't have to numb your pain no more. There's several of you sitting this morning that are numbing your pain. You don't have to numb it. Turn your pain into purpose. Turn the worst day of your life into the best day of your life. Tell Satan, I will tell my story and I will give life to every loser out there because I'm not a loser anymore. The day you tell your story, that's when you start to heal. That's when God starts to tell you that you're gonna live passionately. Don't waste your pain. Don't waste that beautiful story. Live with purpose. Ever forget a story. There was one of the greatest baseball players of all time. His name was Hank Aaron. One day they said that the, the Atlanta Braves were playing the Yankees. And the catcher for the Yankees back in the 40s was Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra had a big mouth. He always tried to get into your head to strike you out. So Hank gets up there to bat and Yogi says, hey, hey, uh, hey Aaron, I, I, I heard that you couldn't read. He says, I heard that you were illiterate. All of a sudden uh, the ball comes fat. he strike misses, strike one. And, and Aaron's getting mad, he's getting mad. He says, Yogi tells him, hey, hey Hank, I, I heard that you couldn't even read the letters. You're an illiterate. You can't read the letters in the bat. And Hank's getting hot. He's getting mad. And all the pitcher pitches and he, he swings in a strike two. And by, right now, by this time, Aaron is, Hank Aaron is mad. Yogi says it again, hey, Hank, I heard you can't even read the letters on the scoreboard and left field. The pitcher pitches and Hank hits it with everything he's got. And he hits a home run, he hits the scoreboard. He runs around the bases and as he he came on home base, he made his way to the dugout. And when he looked back, he says, hey Yogi, I didn't come to read. I came to play, baby. (laughs) Jesus is telling you this morning, you came to share your purpose. This is the best day of your life this morning. He's telling you this is the best day, why? Because from today on, you're not gonna stay stuck on salvation anymore. You're gonna take the worst day of your life and you're gonna share it with somebody. And you're gonna make the difference in somebody's life. So this morning with every head bowed, don't waste your pain. I wanna pray for that person that's stuck on salvation. that doesn't want to share his story or her story with people and you're not living with purpose and this morning you are struggling and that the reason that you're getting depressed so many times every day because there's something inside of you that is telling you share your story don't be ashamed Jesus grabs your mess and makes it a miracle. Jesus takes your story and he makes it powerful. This morning, if you're stuck on salvation and there's been no growth in you, and maybe the last two years you've given your your back to Jesus, and this morning you want to rededicate and you want to commit to living in purpose. I'm gonna ask you to, with every head bowed, I'm gonna ask you to raise your right hand, if that's you, amen, amen, amen. It's me, Lord, It's me. I'm gonna pray for you. Lord, this morning I rededicate my life. The last two to three years have been the hardest of my life. My heart has been broken so many times by losing loved ones. I'm confused in the world that I'm living in. I've made some bad decisions. I've given my back. I've held a spiritual arm at you, Lord, saying, don't get any closer, Lord. This morning I've come to church to rededicate my life to you, Jesus. I've come to church because I don't wanna stay stuck on salvation. I wanna be able to share my story you turn beauty from ashes. I wanna be able to share all the things that have happened, Lord. I will not take any of this to the grave. I'm gonna share it with people, Father, that are going through the same hurt and the same pain. So this morning, I rededicate my life. I tell you, my heart is yours. My story is yours. My purpose is yours. I will not numb my pain, but I will turn my pain into purpose. And I will let the, 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 the worst day of my life become the greatest day of my life. Because that's what you did in the cross, Jesus. You gave me life again. For that, I am grateful.
0: Thank you so very much for joining us today on the Lifehouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at LifeHouse, visit our website at lifehousechurch.com. That's lifehousechurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey that will lead you to know God better, grow together and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again, God bless you. See you next time.